What up? Saturday. What Saturday, up? Saturday, what up? Saturday. What up? Saturday. What up, AO World? Hello. We are the American Outlaws. My name is Zach Stiverns. I'm joined by some really, really handsome assholes today. One by the name of Corey. Not as full-bodied as my natural light, Donahue. <laughs> now, come on. What's His brother, Chris, affair? last podcast made me puke blood, Donahue. <laughs> Fact. And, as always, Matt, making enemies in Corey's bathroom, Connolly, Justice. <laughs> so, yeah, come we on. got the regular crew back. Uh, we're ready to do this thing. Uh, real quick, we're going to take you away. Uh, give us one second. We're going to get our boy Grant Wall on the line. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that right? Uh, uh, we have Grant Wall coming up as oh, a wait, guest. No, I, I don't think it, I, I didn't Who? tell him. Who? Oh, Grant Wall. His name's Grant Wall. Uh, he wrote a best-selling book that I own, and I'm pretty sure you, everyone in this room has read uh, about He also writes for David Sports Beckham. Illustrated. Have you heard of that guy? Oh, Moby Beckham. Dick? I read... Oh. <laughs> Yeah, he's in the major league soccer. Oh no, he's in Syria. It's Beckham, some guy. David Beckham, and uh, actually, it's more about. Or I, I thought it was more interesting about MLS and the way that MLS players live. Right, like it's an amazing read. Like I, I can't read, but I hired this guy to come read for me. Oh, you he got it in Braille. Barely spoke English, but I got it in Braille, and, uh, and no, you got honestly, it's an awesome hours. read. It's called the uh, Beckham Experiment. Uh, I've read it. Well, I had that guy read it for me, and. Uh, it's amazing, and also Grant Wall writes for Sports Illustrated. You might have heard of it. Uh, um, it's just like a little. It's it's uh you know it's this little publication that is the end all say all of sports. So it's awesome to have him on the show. It's uh, it's the one you keep asking me when they're going to do the male swimsuit issue of. Yeah, and they never put it out because I, I was know. supposed to be on the cover. Right. <laughs> I got. I had a guy take take pictures for it. And What's he- your name? Did we introduce him? <laughs> yeah. Is he here? That's Mr. Making Enemies with Oh, that's right. Con. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> beers, beers, beers. I just got here. Beers, <laughs> beers, beers. But, all right. Let's... let's uh... So, yeah, we're going to flip it over to Grant Wall. He's actually in Liverpool right now. Um, so, so bear with us. He's going to be on Skype. And, uh, you know, the audio is going to be what it is. So, uh, let's get the man on the phone, Grant Wall. Love him. Uh, this man has been a senior writer for Sports Illustrated since 2000. Uh, used to cover college basketball. Now strictly assigned to our beautiful game of soccer. Uh, he's also the award-winning, best-selling author of The Beckham Experiment. I'd like to introduce to you guys Grant Wall. Grant, what's going on? I'm doing okay. How are you guys? Doing good. Good. Stuck here in the middle of Nebraska. Can you give us our uh, your, your whereabouts for today? I'm in Liverpool. I go to the uh, F-Hole City uh, here. Yeah. U.S. men's players who might be on the field: Tim Howard, Landon Donovan, and Josie Aldador. So it uh, it should be a good time. Cool. Hey Grant, uh, I'm a big fan of your writing and stuff. Um, recently, you Thanks. stopped writing about college basketball, and I'm wondering. And I guess now you're only doing soccer. And I'm wondering um, what you miss about college basketball, and uh, what you like better or or worse about soccer versus college basketball, about covering soccer? Um, for the longest time in Sports Illustrated, uh, my main beat was college basketball. Uh, I got to the magazine in 1996. Uh, from about 1998, I've been writing full-time and covering both sports, which are the two sports that I've always liked the most personally. And the way it always worked was I did college basketball hardcore during that season. And then most of my summers were 
round which in America most of the big soccer events are during the summer, whether it's the World Cup, MLS or, or the Olympics, things like that. Um, and so it 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 was good and I have always enjoyed covering uh, soccer, but I had always thought that if full time soccer became a possibility, if there was ever enough demand for it, I would be interested in doing that. And as much as I love college basketball, uh and even though it's a, a more popular sport in America, um, I was always intrigued by soccer. So uh, now that's finally a reality. And uh, as much as I enjoyed college basketball, I, I had uh, really uh, I had taken the, the 08 09 season off because uh, I was living in South Africa. My wife was there for a year for work, and so I took a leave of absence from Sports Illustrated and wrote my book while over there. And there's not a lot of college basketball on televisions in South Africa, and I was actually talking <laughs> uh, about how I didn't miss it as much as I thought I would. Um and really enjoyed writing my soccer book. It seemed like I'd been on soccer basically full-time for a while. And um, got back to Sports Illustrated and moved back to the States in July of, uh, of 2009, right as my book was coming out in the States. And um, I did some college basketball this season, but was really busy with, with soccer. SI has had a bigger commitment to the sport, Uh in, you know, in the last year or so, I mean, they sent me to all five of the, the final five World Cup qualifiers. Uh, they, you know, they're spending the the money on a travel budget that allows me to cover the sport the right way, and uh, so that's exciting. Uh, I've been full time soccer now for about three weeks, uh, and it's great. I, I, they sent me to Angola for the African Nations Cup. Uh, they uh, has sent me over here to Europe now, and uh, you know I'll be doing a lot of stuff between now and the World Cup. And, and the great thing is, is that I'm going to be full time soccer after the World Cup, so it's not just connected to the World Cup. But we really want to build a bigger soccer audience at Sports Illustrated, and uh, yeah, going to have yeah, the that's... opportunity to do. It. Yeah, that's that's fantastic to hear, and it, it kind of leads into some of the things that um, you know we were thinking about with your time spent in South Africa. Um, you know, with the American Outlaws, we're putting together um, a travel package and we're actually taking 50 people to the World Cup uh, here in June in South Africa. So we wanted to ask you, you know, what your thoughts were, you know, coming back from from living in South Africa and then also, you know, your travel to the Africa Cup of Nations, um, you know, here here months back. What are your thoughts on on the host country for this coming World Cup? And, and you know, are they ready? What's the infrastructure like and, and kind of your general thoughts on South Africa as a whole? I got a lot of uh, time to live in South Africa. I was there for seven months, so I got a real good sense, I think, of what day-to-day life is like there. And obviously the World Cup's going to be different. There's going to be a lot more people there. There's going to be all sorts of unique stuff. And yet I know my way around pretty well. And right. uh, South Africa is a country that uh, there's – very real dangers there. It has a murder rate that is eight times the murder rate in the U.S., which is yeah. high for the world. Uh, you know, the U.S. is high, and so eight times the rate is, is pretty crazy. Uh, there is a lot of crime in South Africa. Uh, you need to know where 
to go and not to go and, and need to be um, sort of, you know, aware at all times, I guess, is the best way of putting it, particularly in Johannesburg. Uh, Cape Town is... Uh, Perfect, because that's where we're staying. Yeah, that's where we're all staying, so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I lived in uh, in Joburg and, and liked living there. Um, you know, there's some really nice parts. The northern suburbs are great, um, and it's just there's sort of a fortress-like mentality in Johannesburg, uh, in particular, where uh, it took a little while for me to get used to. We lived in a nice apartment complex, but it had a ten-foot-high security wall with an eight-wire electric fence on the top of it. Yeah, I uh, we think, had a, I think hours. I reposted one of your um, your articles on Twitter here, um, maybe towards the end of last year, and it kind of recapped your travel stay there. And, and I know you mentioned a couple of carjackings, at least. Yeah, uh, I knew a couple people who dealt with that, and it's it's very real. So I mean, you you have to be very smart, especially at night. Um, we never walked as pedestrians on the sidewalk outside of our apartment complex in a, in a nice part of town. Yeah. Um, and so you, you just need to, you know, need to be smart. And um, you know, I wrote a long piece about, you know, travel advice for people going to South Africa on SI.com. I'm sure you can track it down on Google or on my archive. Uh, I, I think it would be pretty helpful to re-get a sense of uh, what it's like there. It definitely did. And I know when I read the article, it, it, it did paint a nice picture. Uh, Grant, coming from Mission, Kansas, in your wildest dreams, did you ever think you'd end up, you know, living in South Africa, covering football, and you know, working for Sports Illustrated itself? Um, I always had kind of an idea that I wanted to, you know, write for Sports Illustrated someday. I got that when I was in high school, and was dumb enough to tell some of my friends about that dream, and. Uh, I guess I always figured that if it was ever going to happen, it would be something that would take many years, and I would need to work my way up through newspapers, and maybe I would get to SI when I was in my 40s or 50s. And um, it, you know, it happened a lot faster than that. I ended up uh, getting a job there out of college as a uh, as a fact checker, which was kind of a you know, bottom of the totem pole job, but you get a foot in the door that way. I think, I think and, we need a fact checker for our show too. So <laughs> if uh, send us your resume, and, and we'll uh, see you. <laughs> so anyway, within a year, I was writing full time, and uh, and so just I got to go to the '98 World Cup. It was my first big event to cover, and uh, really, um, you know, fell in love with the sport. I kind of already had a little bit earlier in the decade, and. Uh, and, you know, 98 World Cup really commended it. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's really inspirational. We're all from Nebraska, which uh, for those who aren't the smartest in the world, it's near Kansas. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really exciting to talk to you and everything. Uh, getting back to the U.S. team, Bob Bradley, uh, what do you see as his strengths and, his weak- and as his weaknesses? Uh, I personally... I think he has strengths. I, I think he, uh, when we have our backs against the wall, we are at our best, it seems like, and I think that comes down to coaching. But I don't know about his tactical decisions that he makes. I'm wondering what you think Bob Bradley's strengths and weaknesses are. Well, one thing I, I say in general whenever anyone asks me how Bob Bradley is doing, um, I point out that he has had 
his full strength national team together for uh, for really three tournaments, and those are the 2007 Gold Cup, which yep. the U.S. won in Mexico. Yep. Uh, the the uh, 2009 Confederations Cup, where the U.S. became the only team to beat Spain uh, in the last what three and a half four years. Yep. Uh, and got to the final and, and lost three to two to Brazil in the final. Uh, and the, the third tournament with a full strength squad was the uh, World Cup qualifying tournament where the U.S. won the CONCACAF hexagonal. That's a very good point. So <laughs> when, you, when you look at those terms, uh, he's, he's done pretty well. Uh, and, you know, when you look at other events, other tournaments where he did not have a full-strength squad, like the Copa America in 2007 or the 2009 Gold Cup, uh, the team hasn't done very as well in those tournaments. Um, but the, the problem I think it, what's tough is, uh, unlike UEFA or Conmebol, uh, the U.S. really doesn't have... Uh, a big tournament in between World Cups where if the team does well, that's a, a good thing for the coach. And if he does poorly, he gets let go. And that's what UEFA has with the Euro. And that's what Conobal has with the Copa America. And the Gold Cup just isn't a big enough event uh, for a coach's job to be on the line unless the U.S. lost, like, to Guadalupe or something in, in, in the, the Gold Cup. Uh, so, you know, you keep those things in mind, and you just kind of wish that the U.S. had more big events between World Cups uh, so you could measure whether someone is, is being successful or not. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Uh, so as someone who's been all over the place, um, we're, we're really interested in the fandom of U.S. soccer and, and um, international soccer in general. And um, I'm wondering how you see U.S. fans um, versus fan groups from around the world. Like, what what do you see similarly between U.S. fans and, and other nations' fans, and what do you see as the biggest differences? Um, well, there, there's, there's similarities and differences. Uh, Numbers-wise, the U.S. doesn't have England's following or others following, uh, and yet you look at the – the World Cup ticket sales, and the U.S. is right at the top outside of uh, the host country. So I've always wondered how many of those are fans, how many of those are ticket brokers. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure the answer on that. But you are seeing more and more Americans travel to the World Cup every time around. Uh, there's smaller numbers that travel to the road World Cup qualifiers, but I've seen guys in Honduras, Mexico, uh, other countries uh, following the U.S. team. I even wrote about five who snuck into Cuba uh, for the qualifier there. And um, so, it's, yeah, it's definitely a growing thing, and I think there's this kind of cool guerrilla tourism, I call it, of uh, these hardcore U.S. fans who will go on the road and CONCACAF, and it's it's got a cool edge to it, I think. Um, so... Yeah, as far as the demographics, they tend to be people who have enough money to make those kind of trips. Uh, yeah. So it's not necessarily um, some of the uh, the working class fans that you'll see in America or in other 
country. Right. It goes along a little bit with soccer in America being more of a, a middle class, upper middle class sport. Right. Um, one thing that, you know, a guy that's as well traveled as you are that we're really curious about is, you know, we, we know you're, you're traveling all across the world to, to follow football, um, you know, and also college basketball in your past. But uh, one thing that we're really curious about is, um, you know, there's several soccer-specific stadiums that have come up all over the country and several that host, you know, that aren't necessarily soccer-specific but host U.S. games and all that. Um, what would you say your your favorite um, – we can just start with stadium at this point for for hosting a U.S. game is. Well, uh, you know, Columbus has had so many big U.S.-Mexico games over the years that uh, I think that those would have to be at the top of the list. Uh, you know, three World Cup qualifiers, three victories for the U.S., uh, often in very cold conditions, uh, and... It's uh, there's some real mystique there now. I think uh, you know Mexico's kind of looking at Columbus, that stadium, bogeyman, and and I think a lot of us who followed the, the league MLS for a long time have some fondness for uh, the Columbus Crew Stadium. It's it's certainly not fancy, yeah, uh, and gets compared sometimes to an erector set, but it was also <laughs> the first soccer specific stadium uh in in mls and and really got people moving in that direction and it, it really started the trend that we've seen now over the last day stadiums soccer stadiums getting built in america you know and, um, and that's a huge um, as, so, as you know as diehard u.s you know soccer fans it's it's sometimes not the quality of the stadium but you know if you're going to bring mexico here and we we cannot get beat in columbus i'll play them there every day of the week, twice on Sundays. Right. Uh, and, and, and yet these, these new stadiums that are coming online are pretty amazing. I was I took a tour of Red Bull Arena a week ago, and uh-huh. uh, is, I, I called it uh, the, uh, the most advanced soccer stadium in the Western Hemisphere, and I got corrected by some people who said that technically Wembley Stadium is in a Western Hemisphere longitude. So... <laughs> The best way to put it is the most advanced soccer stadium in the Americas. Yeah. Uh, it is absolutely amazing, and it, uh, in I guess it should be. It costs over two hundred million dollars, but it's going to mean a lot for uh, soccer in that area, I think, because it's so you know reachable on public transportation train lines, uh, and you're going to get people coming from Manhattan and Brooklyn, and uh, it's it's like a European stadium. Um, and, you know, the, the Home Depot Center has done a lot of good things uh, since it went online in 2003. Uh, and some of these other stadiums, whether it's Denver or Salt Lake, um, you know, they've been good. Even, you know, Toronto. And, and I really enjoy going to games in Seattle because uh, not so much the stadium, which is fine, but just the atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh Grant, for uh, your starting 11 against England, June 12th or 11th or whatever, <laughs> uh, outside of the obvious ones like Howard and Donovan for starters for the U.S. team, do you have any surprises that you would make uh, to the starting lineup if you were in Bob Bradley's position? 
I don't think there's a, a, a lot of big surprises. Uh, you know, I thought the lineup for Confederations Cup for the latter stages worked out quite well, and it seemed like they found a good mix. Um, and that included Demerit and Anyewu in, in the central defense and Carlos Bocanegra out on the left side, uh, you know, with Spectre on the right side. Um, it included uh, Michael Bradley uh, in the center alongside Ricardo Park. Uh, it included uh, Donovan on the left midfield flank and Clinton Dempsey on the right. And then you had Charlie Davies and Jody Altidore up top. Um, the, the the issue, obviously, with Davies right now is will he be healthy enough to even have a realistic shot, you know, shot of making the World Cup team? And, uh, you know, it's it, it, put it this way. It's his recovery, which it sounds like it has gone quite well. If, if he's able to actually be on that team at the World Cup, it's going to be one of the great miraculous stories we've yeah. seen yeah. in a long time. And, and so I don't, in a sense would be surprising if that happened, given the severity of his injuries. So I, I would hope that people aren't going to be too disappointed if he's not ready for the World Cup. Um, but we just have to wait and see on that. I, I think the most likely scenario at this point would be for Clint Dempsey to go up top and for Stuart Holden, if he can get healthy, to uh, play on the right side of midfield for the U.S. Um, and, you know, I just think Dempsey seems like a better option up top than some of the guys that uh, have been tried there of late, whether it's Connor Casey or or, yes. or Brian Chang. Definitely. Or, or his, um, and it's not that those guys are bad players, but, I mean, like, you're playing England in the World Cup, and, uh, you know, putting Dempsey up there seems like a pretty good call. He's not nearly as fast as Davies, so he's going to not stretch out the defense as much as Davies would, but he does score up there and, and, yeah, and scored I, quite well. I, I think you make a great point there. And, and one of the things, you know, to remember is how, how much do you weigh into, um, you know, experience when it comes to the World Cup, when you only have 90 minutes to prove yourself, you know, as Dempsey being the only one to really score um, in the 2006 World Cup, um, is that kind of why you weigh him up top a little bit more with Josie, you know, as long as Charlie's not available? And at the Confederation Cup, yeah. Well, when when Dempsey did score Confederations Cup, it was often late in games after he had moved up top yep, right. um, from the midfield. And I just think he seems to play, uh, just to have definitely scored more often from that position than from the midfield position uh, with the U.S. So. Uh, given the situation, it, it's not ideal, uh, you know, as far as having a speedy forward to, to pair up with Altador, you know, Davies would be the guy. Uh, but, you know, I don't think Robbie Finley or Eddie Johnson is, is going to be in a position to, to be a starter against England on June 12th. Sounds great. Well, we're going to start kind of wrapping this up. Grant, before we let you go, um, could you just give us your outcome, um, both for the U.S., Group C, and the total winner of the World Cup for 2010. Well, let me just say, this is provisional, so honestly, don't hold me to it. I will have official predictions uh, in our World Cup preview okay. this year. Yeah, we'll keep this, this will be off the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right now, I, I see the U.S. and England getting out of uh, Group C. Uh, yeah, if the U.S. doesn't get out of the group, it would be a big disappointment. Uh, Absolutely. Because this is... This is the first time, I think, that the U.S. has ever been favored to get out of the group. Um, but 
they're not pushovers, Slovenia and Algeria by any means, but it could have been so much worse. Uh, this was a pretty favorable draw. So uh, I, I do expect England to win the group, um, but uh, I, I do think the U.S. will get second. Um, and then, uh, you know, the World Cup itself, uh, you know, Spain is a team that has lost one game in the last four years. So Woo! Uh, it ha- it ha- That's right, they did. Against the U.S., uh, and I, I don't think that was a fluky win for the U.S. I, I, I've seen it described as such in a few places, but it, I, I just don't think it was. Uh, and yet, you do have to remember that Iniesta did not play for Spain in that game or that tournament, and he's a player who's tremendously important to them. Uh, right now, if I had to pick one team to win, it would be Spain. Perfect. Very cool. Well, Grant, uh, you're a writer for Sports Illustrated. We really thank you so much for your time. Uh, yeah, we hope we can have you back on the show here right before we leave for Africa uh, in June. Sure. Check out his uh, articles at SI.com. He's awesome. He's like my voice for U.S. soccer. I, I look to him first after every U.S. game. So thanks a lot, Grant. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Grant. Thanks for having me on, guys. All righty. That is awesome. We're really happy Grant Walk could make the show. God, uh, guy's a man. Guy knows his stuff. He does he's know a great, his stuff. Great ambassador for U.S. soccer. And class, I think he's going to do class man. Awesome, awesome. From fans. the Midwest, by the way. Yeah, and from from Kansas. That's great. It's right by our neck of the woods yeah. in the hotbed that we like to call Midwest Soccer Central. Literally, though, I'm not kidding when I say after every U.S. game, I go to SI.com and I want to hear what he has to say. The Absolutely. guy knows his stuff. What do he you guys do does. after? You, where, where do you guys turn for uh, for your info after U.S. games? Usually, I turn to. I know you. <laughs> I heard a couple beers well, crack after, during after that interview too. So I don't know if Grant heard the beers we had, cracking. We had, we had some nerves. We had, uh, <laughs> there you go. Nerds and nerves. So we'll I don't deal. know. He's he he honestly is for me too. It's the first place I go to to read any sort of article or recap of of any game. Obviously, I don't. I'm not that into recaps because I am usually either at the game or lived that 90 minutes. Just trying to just trying to live through it. But just to find his insight on. He's kind of a forward-looking guy, always. He He's always kind of looking into the future of U.S. soccer, which his, is why I, I love to turn to him. And his point he made about uh, about Bob Bradley's had his full roster for three tournaments, and we've done amazingly in all three. Yeah, exactly. Have you heard anyone make that point, and can you argue that? That's no, an amazing and I, point. And, and I think it, it, it rings true back to our last podcast when we said that you know, during that Everton game at halftime, we flipped on that Spain game and looked at the, yeah. the U.S. starting eleven. It's, it's like, a different well, team. It's a completely different team how game. Can you, how can you coaching even compare? Style. It, it's it's Bob Bradley has done his best with what he can. Yeah, he really has. I love Bob Bradley. I mean, I've a, a, apart from times. obviously the interviews, awful. But I mean, oh, Bob Bradley's interviews, yeah, Bob, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're, they're terrible. <laughs> but Jesus, well, we're, we're still waiting for I that think, rap rock album that he's coming out with. Yeah. But. One thing I do want to say is I think that the biggest thing about a coach and his connection with the players is if if the players don't have that belief in their coach, they're not going to perform. No, but they him. love him. The players all love That's him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and I think that uh, Mikey really loves him. I'm sure Mikey loves him. <laughs> like because he's his birth dad. <laughs> fact. No, well, and facts all, are facts. Laughing, laughing at facts. In all serious, I think uh, you know if. A, if a coach instills that belief in the, in the players, they're going to play for him. Yeah. And if if they don't, they won't. 
I'd agree. And I think that uh, that's the, kind of the thing that happened with Mexico and Sven Gore and Erickson. I think that uh, – Oh, you think those guys trusted a no, Swede it, coming in? No. no. And, and what happened when he we was just the manager? bang senoritas? He was absolute <laughs> shit. They were shit. And now they got it. I mean, now yeah. they got a felon at, hel- at helm. So. Yeah. Now, can we all agree though? His biggest faux pas, Mister uh, Bob Bradley, Baldy Bob, put a fucking suit on. Jesus, put a cigar Seriously. in your mouth on the sideline. I don't mind. Light that. it up. I don't mind it. Like, he looks like he's ready to go in. Oh, look, you like the energy? <laughs> you like the track like, jacket? I love it. He looks like a fucking. Well, okay. I mean, I you mean, like the track jacket sitting by the little uh, player's enclosure with his like arms it. crossed, giving him the, the with shit his eye death scare. With yeah. his death scare, it's not a shit eye. He's got a death stare. He's like a Terminator with flesh on him. Hey, can I <laughs> can I call to call to a task that my eighty year old neighbor just pulled up and the window is open, so no one say anything awful. I'm looking at. We're all looking at her right now. Let me set this. Does scene. she have a double ARP can we, card? Can we not? I'm just surprised we have windows open in Lincoln. Oh, do Nebraska. you know why we have windows you open there? Saturday. No. Saturday. No. Do you really want to know why? Because you took a shit in my bathroom that has no vents and uh, it smells like three dead hookers are rotting in my closet. They might. All right, be. Grant Wall's gone. We're, the professionalism bar- is done. Kansas like. City barbecue has one downside, and <laughs> we've all experienced it today. You did. You Don't blame up. me. Blame Oklahoma Joe's located on. Just <laughs> all right, let's get to this World anyway. Cup. If we get to the twenty-three players that we're going to take to the World Cup, let's not even worry about them. Who cares about the twenty-three yeah. that are going? Let's They're talk going. about number twenty-four through twenty-eight. <laughs> It's like when you get done with the baseball season and those guys just want to lose because they get to go do something sweet. <laughs> I don't Who know. But. Are, are the players that are not making the squad and what are they going to? Can be I doing? start? Yeah, go please for do. It. I'm going to throw out five names first, and then we can talk about them. I'm going to go probably number number 24 himself. We'll go Sasha. Sasha Kleschen. There's only one thing that he's going to do. He doesn't yeah. care. He's hoping he doesn't go. We all know what he's going to be doing. <laughs> and, it, and, and it involves someone with, with lacy undergarment. <laughs> She's a damn BS model. Cheers, Sasha. She's done angel. well for Okay, you, so. 25. Next. Number 25. I'm going to go just for the simple fact. We're going to go Marvell Wynn. <laughs> Uh, he can't even be number 25. He's going to stay warm. He cannot even. He's, he gonna, cannot he's even so be. fast. He's going to join Olympic marathon. I don't know what he's going to do. Well, okay. I, I lift some weights. You can't even put him at 25. I would love to tell you that Kyle Beckerman is a mystery, but Lordy knows what yeah. Kyle Beckerman's going to I like to call him the Mason because he's laying bricks. He's a transporter. <laughs> God. Kyle Beckerman, what he would do without making the World Cup squad, he'd probably take a summer off, head back to Jamaica, his homeland. <laughs> he doesn't even go to Jamaica. Boulder's only like four hours from <laughs> that's Salt That's true, Lake. I guess. <laughs> All right, who else we got? Uh, we could go Dax. Dax in the conversation? Yeah, you don't I think, think Dax uh, is going to make the squad. He's probably out now. He's, He's probably out. out, so he probably will... Go to Six Flags and see if he can get on a roller coaster. <laughs> and they won't let him. They probably won't let him. Six, six Flags declared, declared bankruptcy about six months ago. Worlds of fun. Worlds of fun. Worlds <laughs> of fun and oceans of fun. Read the news, Chris. Yeah. Come on, Chris. It's called CNN.com. <laughs> yeah. Read Grant Wall's uh, blog space on All right. CNN. What about com. Brad Evans? Correct. Don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Fishing? Wait, what'd you say? Donating oyster eating contest. <laughs> Sorry, I could see him, you know, taking up some student teaching. He seems like a good, good American. No, he's probably 
Well, he could do that during the day, but he's still going to be dealing blackjack in a Maristar at night. <laughs> Got paid bills. The joke that never gets old. And oh, I, it I'm never gets old, and, and I can't believe that's really his day job. It's amazing. Hey, he told me, always hit on 16. To this day, I never lost. <laughs> and you took that to girls, to mean girls. Like, yeah, hit always on, hit on 16. Hit on 16, you know, 17, push. <laughs> that is creepy. <laughs> All right. For those of you just joining us, we earlier interviewed Gwent Wall. We've gone off a cliff. Gwent Wall? Gwent Wall? Beers, 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 beers. Let's move to the match on Wednesday against the Netherlands. But the joke is, for those of you just joining us, uh, we're not live, so just rewind your fucking podcast and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, and just start it over. <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the joke. I made that up this morning, and I was like, I got to say that today. That's pretty That's impressive. Pretty funny. <laughs> the joke was so long, you lost me halfway through it. All right. Well, Wait, you, we that, the great thing is, you have a podcast. You oh, can rewind. Well, I'll just you can rewind to it, it, and I'll listen to it again. Because this isn't live. Thank God. Oh, perfect. Moving on. Sorry. Edit. <laughs> but no, so the U.S. had the ma- major, major cl- clash in Europe. Uh, Wednesday against the Dutch. Two disgusting, ugly goals from them, and we had them in the last 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than... I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. I think the game it was a weird out, match. I think the game turns out significantly different if Stuart Holden doesn't go down. You think so? Yeah. I, mean, I can Stuart see Stuart Holden's been playing great at Bolton. They, the, the fans... Yeah, they love him. They love him. They love him as much as the Everton fans love He's a good Lander. player. He's, he is. he's played solid. good for us every time. And, 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 you know, they got him playing in... I think he played in the in the mid for, uh, for when he played in the FA Cup. He was playing, you know, center mid. Yeah. And that's not normally his normal position. And, and, you know, he was doing great, and they loved him. So, I think if we... He stays in. What was it? What's his name? You know, Day Long. What was his name? That Dijon. 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 Yeah. Sweet. I love your mustard, but I don't like your cleats, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zing. I hate your studs, but yeah, that mustard, tasty. Put that on a tortilla with some ham and cheese. You have a low-carb option that's delicious. That's disgusting. <laughs> that's absolutely disgusting. But yeah, Corey, your thoughts on, on the match as a whole? Um, all right. As we know, with these friendlies, like you can only really pay attention to like the fir- until the first sub is made because those are your team's. Like, I don't know. I we kind of got rocked in the well. We definitely got rocked in the first twenty minutes. We looked like we were scared, but, uh, but we defended well. They they didn't have right. A they chance. didn't make any chances. Really, they didn't have a chance. Tim Howard didn't have to do a ton except when uh, Torres is shooting on our own goal from forty yards. Well, yeah, up. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. he had to shot. tip that over the bar. What Hell a great! Did you, I thought Torres was good though overall. What'd you guys think? Yeah, especially that hit was nice. Well, that was an amazing hit. No, he had a hit later, a like hit. on our yeah, goal. Did, yeah. I got the right goal. That was right. really nice. And uh, Bradley was a fucking monster in the middle. Yeah, he I was. thought he won a ton of tackles. Yeah, he did. Donovan was non-existent. Uh, Torres is so slow on the ball. He I holds don't think he the is. game up. His He's one so touches are really good. His first touch is great, but then he holds it up, and it's it's just so Mexican league. Yeah, it's, it's Josie's yes. our best diver on the whole team, and he's, he's great. Our, great, he's our diver. biggest guy, and he can dive like nobody's he business. He folds like a house of cards, but he gets a call every time. <laughs> oh, it's he great! I, I like. Yeah, that. he burned the guy and had that shot. Oh, the the back heel, but that Meg the guy was amazing. That was pretty lucky. I mean, no, he, he, he planned on it. It worked. It's I mean, and, and if move. and if it hits the defender, it goes out of bounds. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he planned it, but. All right. Look, we all play indoor. We've all had guys who just try shit and it works, and they plan that, but. You know what I mean? God, they get just because they get away with it doesn't mean they're good too. That was a bullshit game. Yeah, Let's talk did. about Finley here for a sec. Finley, how did he play? Why would we even talk? He's about fast him? as fuck. He didn't do shit. Non-existent. Not Without even out there, we're the midfield with... support that we usually have, Finley 
is never going to see a ball. We're not going to get a through ball against the Dutch. Yeah, there's no reason to use his speed like that if he can't hold the ball up. That's true. I don't know. Nah. That's why I don't think Connor. Come Casey on as a sub. We Come talk- on as a sub. I think Maybe. Finley will work up. Maybe. We talked about it on the way up here. Finley is the kind of guy that can excel in the MLS because he's quick and he as finishes fun. well. But sort of. He had in one the MLS, chance and it was he's quick garbage. and finishes well. But on the international stage, is he going to make it? Yeah, yeah, I don't. I can't see. I can't. You wouldn't see bring it. him on as a sub. Can you imagine a tiring def- a tiring John Terry can keep up with Robbie Finley? No, come on. He's no Lancey Watson. <laughs> oh, are you still sad about Lancey Watson? Oh, Next just because. Oh, whiff. Oh, just buzz Rob, Robbie Finley is when we were talking about. He's this, crying. He's he, crying. He, There's his tears. His talent level out. and his 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 athletic abilities are maxed in the MLS, and that shows because he's good. Him and Jeff Cunningham are the two in the same. They their talent level and their athletic ability in the MLS is great, but the thing is, once you go to that next level, yeah. he doesn't have that flash. Speaking of, sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying, like, I would rather see EJ come in as super sub. I hate him; he's lazy. He doesn't work hard. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> so what do you want from so him? So why do you exactly? want him there? Because he because when you he does turn that dial once in a while, he has the athletic ability and the talent to make a flash. He can make a lot of stepovers in a short amount of time. And he can. It score, doesn't burn anyone. He can but bag. He puts the ball in the back of the net he he when he wants did to. Did in two thousand five. Talking about Freddie or Eddie. No, let's talk about. Oh, okay, we'll come back. Sorry, let's talk about other players who are great in the MLS and are shit for our U.S. team. Jonathan Bornstein. Bornstein. Jonathan fucking Bornstein. Dude, he had a shitter. Kyle Beckerman. How many? Yeah, how many times does he? Shitter. He plays okay. Plays okay. He, he's okay, and then he just makes a stupid error and in I a love, huge game. I love that. Just ruins it. We Grant's cannot have that too about our starting back line with, uh, you know, both the guys help healthy in the middle with uh, Onyewu. And demerit with Bocanegra on the left. You should say Maine. demerit was awesome. You just gave props to demerit. Yeah, if he's healthy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. Look back to it's June, and I'll give it to him. You can make yeah, that, and we'll you, move you can make, you can make that check out to Matt Conley. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're getting it in pennies, bitch. Fine. I have a coin counter machine down the street. That's fine. You can <laughs> only, weigh it out. You can use your little 80%. scale that you bring I up will. here every week I will. too. My little, sc- my little scale. <laughs> What well, were we yeah, talking no, about? Jonathan Bornstein and how he cannot be our left back in a World Cup because he makes the biggest fucking mistakes and they're all mental. Put all mental. Bocanegra on the left. Put Demerit in the middle. You'll have your pennies and we'll put Gooch in the middle with him and Chirundolo or Spectre, either one on the right, and we'll fucking beat England. I really wish, yeah, with that being said, I wish Simic would have gotten to the game. I wanted to see him back on the right and still, you know, see if he still has. I it. must say, I don't know anything about him these days. What's he doing these days? Sheffield Wednesday, still there. He's I thought been you were there for say five shuffling years. cards at Ameristar. No, he's been there for five years. He's been injured, but he's he's still playing week in week out. I just love debating our backline because our backline is literally like six deep. That is the least amount of questions that we should have. I mean, you look at Dolo, Specter, Boca, Gooch, Pierce, Demerit, Bornstein. There's not too much of a drop off from top to They're bottom. They're all pretty. There, there is. There's. I mean, there are people that yeah. are better than. Goodson is an attacking option. You're saying. You're saying. You're saying without injuries. Good. There's no question. I'm saying. So. Yeah. Everyone at full strength. Oh is yeah. Good. If they were full strength. And that, that's the great it's thing. The deepest part of our game. Debating our back line is is like okay, you know is like picking fruit. Like it doesn't matter. It's it's your flavor that you want. Like they're all <laughs> going to be beneficial. 
<laughs> good, good analogy. I don't know about that analogy, but I'll go with it. I mean, you know, I, no, and, I'm and an all Apple the, man All the myself. soccer columns, all the writers out there, Grant Wall himself has spoken about it that our midfield is is our deepest part. But I don't think so. I think you're right. I think that the the back line. Not that they're really our best, but they're our run. deepest. Yeah, but yeah. deepest. For they're sure. all about the same. Of people that could start. But, Corey, you're fucking absolutely right with Bornstein and his mental mistakes. Yeah. Get out of here. Get the fuck it, out it's, of here. It's, it, God. All right. And, and let's move on to Beasley. What did you guys think of Beasley? I, I keep reading all these He's articles so how weak. good he was. He's Were so they weak. watching? No. Were they watching? He's so weak. Anybody can play a free kick. Yeah. He plays it free kicks. Sweet. Free awesome. Kick. It wasn't yeah. even a driven free kick. All right. Kick. Yeah. And... The guy winning the header earns everything in a lofted free yeah. kick. Like great finish, Boca. Which is why every time when Donovan gets gets props for good corners for Everton, like I don't care. Anybody can put in a good corner. Like David Beckham, you should be able to at that. Well, level. except Justice. Justice cannot put in a good. Corner. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> not with that stanky leg he's got. Going but you see Beasley trying to run at people. Is anyone going to be scared when Beasley's running at him? Like, come no. on. Nobody can hear what you're saying except us. No. Okay, he used to be fast. He weighs fucking hundred like twenty pounds less than Kate Moss. <laughs> All right, so we got a good Again, Twitter. No one can we, got a, we got a good Twitter question here in regards to the uh, South Africa or the the game here um, in Holland. Sorry, I'm just yelling last at Wednesday. Um, <laughs> the player to to most likely have snuck out to a coffee house during the break. He's the player most likely to rat them out. These are the issues. Yeah, these are what that separate us. U.S. fans you really want to know. See how I'm pounding my finger on the table. You want to listen to any of those other podcasts? You're not going to get. These are the like issues this. that matter. We talk about the real stuff. We're keeping it real, 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 super real. All right. So, question at hand: Eddie Johnson, number one, done. <laughs> Shut the book. Eddie Johnson showed up to the Bulldog on Eighth Avenue, two streets over from the from the red light district, and said, "Hey guys," and they said, "Hey Eddie." Welcome back. <laughs> we've actually, Chris, we've actually been to that bar, the Bulldog. We were there in, I in fell, 06. I fell down the stairs. <sighs> Those stairs are steep to the basement. They are steep. All right, so who's your number one player to rat him out? I love you, but well, Dax is in there, but otherwise. Yeah, Dax, Dax is there. <laughs> he would totally rat him out. That little redheaded midget would have just been, oh, hey, Bob. All I'm right, gonna, Dax McCarty, who I'm friends with on Facebook. Come on, redheaded midget. I tried to say hi to him in the power line district one night. He, oh, and he, he was too big for you. He was. He was. He was walking out of the bathroom. I said, "Dax McCarty, where's Brooke Shea?" And then I <laughs> forgot that Brooke Shea's only like nineteen. So it's like Twilight Zone. <laughs> Anyways, um, I would say this. the most yeah. likely to write him out, Jonathan Spector. Oh yes, for sure. Look at him. I met. Uh, I, I sat next to his. I went on a flight with his parents and all of his family after the DC game. Uh, they were all sitting next to me in the airport, and I was wearing my gear and they're like oh do you work with heels soccer and i was like no uh sort of but not really and and they're like oh well, we're jonathan specter's uh parents and grandparents and we're just so proud of him and i was like yeah that's cool but honestly all right my, my point had or my story had no point but great did you hug him like you hugged beasley's parents <laughs> I did not. Uh, you did. Yes, I was you there. Did. I you don't know how much this means. I said, Tell him, Marcus, how much it means to us. Tell him. Fucking edit it for Christ's sake. Save my dignity. No way. Corey. 
<laughs> Corey, why is your face so red? Right I was now? so goddamn drunk. <laughs> well, all right, yeah, and that's we what just we do at US let's, Games. Let's, we're we're le- all right. Let me set the scene. I'm trash hammered. We just won the last game before the World Cup. We're all going to the World Cup. US Our Latin flight Latin. leaves in what? What four days? Four days. We just drove 26 hours to get to the game yeah. on five minutes preparation. Drunk. I just cracked my voice. We're oh god, you guys. I've never done anything embarrassing in your life. Come on. Well, not to that level. I mean, at the same time that you were cracking up to Demarcus Peasley's parents and telling him how much this means. Oh come on! I was not like that. Chris, your brother's getting his picture taken with Balboa at the same time. So I don't know what's worse. (laughs) Okay, I really don't. Balboa was too fucking hot shit to uh, talk to you. So at least Demarcus's mom would talk to me. Balboa was on the phone to that dude he's banging or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Very true. That is true. <laughs> All right, well, that's settled then. I guess it was... Uh, Jonathan Spencer. It's, it's like a game of Clue. It was Eddie Johnson in the red light district with Spectre figuring <laughs> with out the, the murder scene. With the s- <laughs> Freddy was there. Freddy was hanging out. Oh, Freddy Eddie. and Eddie were both there. Eddie sure. and the bulldog with the pipe. Let me tell you a story about Freddy. <laughs> with the pipe. With the pipe. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so Freddy and Eddie... And, you know, that's just like I have – I can't believe that VH1 has not picked up on this and made like a Robin Big meets Rear World meets Desperate Housewives story. Freddie and Eddie living together, got like some sick condo, going out, <laughs> scoring goals, drinking before games, you know. Wouldn't that – I would watch it. Hey, like, like you know – All they need is a bulldog following them and they would be – Actually, no. Have you, guys, have you guys heard about this, this Bud House they're putting together for the – uh, 2010 World Cup in yes. Africa. Oh, I did hear about. They that. actually selected the top two U.S. fans, and it's Freddie and Eddie. <laughs> they're gonna put them in the house, <laughs> number 26 and number 27 no, on the they're, roster. They're, That's funny because they're not gonna be playing. <laughs> oh, I get it. Now. Eddie will be there. I bet actually, but I, 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 I am divided on it. And are we really trying to make enemies out of our players like these no, guys that we go absolutely worship? No. Love it. So. <laughs> That being, and, hey, just just looking at, at our, our Twitter feed here, Garrett Quinn, I think we answered your question here to start with uh, who should be the official wag of the U.S. men's national team. Oh, obviously, obviously. what Sasha's going to do in his off time in June. <laughs> with the Victoria's Secret model. Pretty self-explanatory. Well done, Sasha. Well Absolutely. Done. Let's, uh, let's, let's touch on that, though. We talked about uh, our back line being our most prolific in terms of depth. Um, where do we go from the midfield? As far as our 23-man squad, um, you know, we got our solid locks, obviously, Lando. What's up with uh, Boo Radley? Uh, Radley. <laughs> Dempsey, if we need him. Dempsey at midfield. Um, What's up with uh, Ricardo Clark's injury? How far out is he? Does I don't anybody know. anybody know? I don't, I don't have any idea. I guarantee you he's there if he's healthy. But We're frantically checking our iPhones. Yeah. Another question is Jermaine Jones' first cap to oh, a World Cup God. game? No, they, nobody, no coach would ever do that. Senor Bradley Senor, goes with the European players. He does love no the European what. players. Was that and, a question you had, or did somebody else have that? I no, want to give him credit for that. And Jermaine, that my question. Okay. Did, you, did you get the media gossip that Jermaine was at the U.S. players' hotel yeah, room, hanging with the team, falling around Beasley's mom? Oh, wait, that was me. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. He who, won't be there. Come on. I don't know. We have two more games. Line. We have two games before the World Cup. He could, unless he comes into both those games, he would have to play and in dominates the shit out of the game. He, would he is not going. He, he might to. go. He won't play. Okay, so we got. So why are we taking somebody who's going to go and not play when we've got a guy like Charlie Davies who's who's coming back from injury? 
who could get in the squad and come on for 10 minutes. We're not going to waste We're talking about midfield here. We're talking about midfield. Yeah, but we're talking about just a 23-man roster. I don't care if 22 of them are defenders. Why don't we shed a goalkeeper? You have a a replacement for each player of your starting 11, correct? Well, unless your goalie ain't got two, but... Well, we'll probably have three, won't we? We'll probably have three. I mean, two replacements. Yeah, so three. So, we got, you know, our starting 11. Who are we talking about? Let's be realistic here. Our starting eleven? Yeah, our starting our starting four midfielders. We're talking oh, wow. about Lando, Benny, Michael, and Deuce. And, and Deuce on the right? Deuce on the right, Lando okay. on the left. That's that's how I would have it. Absolutely. Benny, Benny in, instead of Rico. Right. Benny attacking, Bradley holding, Deuce on the right, Lando on the left. Rico on the bench. Rico on the bench. And and Maurice Edu as the sub. So yes, no, God, he played good. There's no room. I thought he played fantastic. So that being said, that being said, there's no room for Jermaine Jones. No, there's not. Based on our no, with us just mentioning that right there, there's no room for him. Right. And that's, with Adu or, or Maurice Edu coming in, Dempsey moving up top, Benny going on the right. Yep. I'd love it. Yep. I would love it. That's Josie and Dempsey up top. Cup final, yep, exactly. Yeah. Here's Perfect. here's here's the way he gets on. I could see Bob only taking three forwards for the game. For the trip, really? Joe's Casey and Ch- or Josie Ching or Casey and Davies, and then bringing an extra midfielder because he knows that he's going to move Dempsey up top at some point. That's your opinion, uh, yeah. Because honestly, when you're talking about it, you know, if we take Joe's Ching, Chasey, and Davies, you know, Ching and and Casey, I mean, they're interchangeable in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, they're the same. So, wh- so why not bring another skilled midfielder that can? So, you know, if Jermaine Jones is as a defensive midfielder, as people say, I mean, Bob Bradley loves European players. He gets healthy by the end of the month. He plays great in the next four games for, for Schalke, and he's in. Because why? Bob Bradley looks at it that says, if you're playing in Europe, you're good enough to play for a, uh, for a team whose whole livelihood is based on picking the best players to right. play and make money by making wins for their team. He's good enough for a national team, and that's how he looks. I agree with that point. But – the idea of taking three strikers, two of them being Ching and Davies, makes me question them. Ching, what I mean, what kind of role are we talking about? Charlie Davies playing, coming back from an injury like that, and, and it's it's just it's completely unknown, and that's just where we have to leave it. You know, it's 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 nothing that you know we can actually you know put a finger on at this point. But I guess with that said, with those players that we just said that we're going to be starting, who's poised for a breakout for the U.S. in the World Cup? Poised that's for a breakout? Next, that's one of the next questions we have here is, is who's really poised for just Dude, a Spectre? You know the World Cup. Stuart Holden. Yeah. The World, the World Cup. Producer Brunken says Stuart Holden. World Cup agree. every four years you're going to find that diamond in the rough that's going to spend the rest of their career in England at some huge club. So who happened? Said, 2006 about, it was Dempsey. Yeah. Dempsey. 2002 was Donovan. No, 2006 was Dempsey. Yeah. 2002 was Donovan and Beasley. Beasley. But he did. I mean. It was Donovan. It was Donovan. You know, Rangers ever since. But Yeah. Well, Donovan did go to that powerhouse at L.A. Galaxy. Galaxy Lawless. Galaxy Lawless. Nice. At that point, until he got canned. Mm-hmm. I, let's 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 talk about a little a little contest we're running. Oh, we're switching oh, big gears wow. now. Whoa! Wait, I am. Wait, let me let me make one. More sign, point. sign, cosign. Make one more Tangent. point. Tangent. <laughs> I'm gonna sit over here then. All right, wait. Before we get to that, one last point. Uh, I read today uh, Bruce Arena is adamant that uh, 
Donovan is not coming or is coming back to Galaxy. Everton want to keep him, and Bruce Arena is is like adamant that he he's stays. coming back. He stays. I'm, I think he stays he at Everton stays. no matter what. He if they want him, stays. they're gonna have him. Yep. And do they want him though? I mean, he started off. They do want him with a flyer. I mean, the dude played lights <laughs> out for five games. What has he done? He's coming on as a sub. The, with the last miss of the year. He has really two misses of the year. Well, he's still sick. I don't yeah, the care flu? if he's got the, the flu, the clap. you got to play through it. You got, no, you don't. He, uh, he misses two wide-open goals I haven't even in seen two him. very important games. It, it's questionable. Flap of the year? Really? The miss two, of the year? Two two very, very seen. bad is, is the one against... Uh, oh, I saw that one. That wasn't There's, that bad. That, that happened really fast. Diego Forlund. Anybody would have done that. Diego Forlan. Diego Forlan. He did it against Juventus. Yeah, he did it against Juventus. We were at the game. I remember. I remember well. He did have two assists in that game. One was to Paul Skulls. My little spoon, Paul Skulls. Where's your fucking... Paul Skulls scored his 100th goal today. Did you see that? Did they give him a gold walker to get him off the field or what? What, did it go? Did did he swing with his right leg and score with his left leg? Oh, that like was amazing! Goal. <laughs> Hell of a standing finish. leg, standing leg dummy finish to oh, the far post. Awesome. Wow! Wow! I, I've worked on that in my backyard for years, and I can't do it. Like All right, so we so we talked about the breakout player of the O10 World Cup. ESPN just named their top fifty players for this year's World Cup. Landon Donovan, the only one to crack the top fifty. Are you fucking crazy? Tim Howard's national team. Tim Howard. I have been I have been saying for quite some time, name a better goalie than Tim Howard. No, and everybody else, even in Europe, has in said England, he's the best goalie in, England, in the world. Name, in England, can you think of big howlers that Tim Howard they call him howlers that Tim Howard has had like this year? Or in the last like three years? Since he left Man United, he's had very few. And and name name a better goalie than him in England. Yeah, like, you, you can't. can't. You can't. You can't. No, Marcus Hanneman. <laughs> Brad Friedel. But yeah, so how many... Wait, so how Brad Friedel's amazing, too. Let's so how many U.S. men's national team players, by the time we get Brad to Guzan. 2014 in Brazil, how many U.S. men's national team players are going to be on the top 50 in the world? Tyler Pollock. 2014. Tyler Pollock. Lincoln, Nebraska's Lincoln, own, Nebraska baby. Lincoln, Nebraska, represent. No, number 47, Breck Shea. Breck Shea. That's right. an obvious one. I love it. Uh, <laughs> that guy's fucking garbage, but Tyler Pollock is the I, real deal. I want to know What's, where my boy Lancey was on that Richter scale. Your boy Lance? Oh, Lancey Watson he just got the top thousand. Well, he just got cut from the Wizards, and actually nobody picked up his his contract. <laughs> they can't probably, afford him. Nobody can afford, Who can afford him. Lance you know, Watson. we're in a recession, recession guys. Lance, we're mean to Lance Watson. The guy, what has the guy done besides work his ass off? Come make it, make it to the big leagues. Play for the Kansas City Wizards, and what do you guys do? You just ride. You're just riding his jock twenty four seven. I wish you the best of luck, Lance. At Real Madrid. <laughs> best of luck at Real Madrid. Next. That's the next topic. So, yeah, what was the topic you were trying oh, to throw to earlier? Tats. We'll hand it over. Hand, tats, it, tats, hand tats, it over to tats, my tats, boy. Tats, 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 tats. Now we're just talking. What, what are you saying? We're running a contest, guys. Officially, when this, uh, when this podcast goes up, we're going to start it. Uh, we're going to be coming out with some pint glasses. American some Outlaws old, pint glasses. Some By Arch Rival. Designed by Arch Rival. Nebraska. They're sick. They are tight. We'll get pictures up as soon as we can. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to run a contest. I know a lot of you guys 
have uh, some great U.S. soccer fandom, and some of you guys have put it so much to put it into your skin for the rest of your life. on your skin. Ever, forever, with ink in your cells of your skin. <laughs> so we're going to run a Biologist. <laughs> Best U.S. tats. U.S. soccer-related, U.S.A.O., whatever you want. You submit them. Either email Chris Donahue or... Matt Conley. Chris at the American Outlaws. Matt at the American Outlaws. Dot com. We keep them. We, we keep, we keep what's, it tough. What's the, uh, what's the dates here? All right. We're running it from the 3rd of March, which was Wednesday. So you can post date it if you want. Uh, and then running it through the end of March. So get your AO US soccer US tats into us. It'll be in the, our it'll be in our email that we send out announcing this podcast, which Corey, you know, yeah, prophetically we'll, announced that you can actually rewind and this isn't live. So <laughs> actually everything I'm saying right now, be able to rewind you're it. not even gonna hear this until you see the email that tells you to listen to my dumbass anyway. Yeah. So perfect. All the information right. will be in the email about the contest. <laughs> I just want to reiterate, you can rewind it, but go ahead. Perfect. So then we don't have to spend time on it. Winner gets four <laughs> pint glasses. Send them in, guys. We'll get Perfect. it Perfect. Let's see some tats. <laughs> Very nice. What else we got on the docket? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Who is the best U.S. player to follow on Twitter? And or the worst U.S. player to follow on Twitter? I don't know how Twitter works. This I, is an easy one. You could call wow. me a twat because I don't know how to twit or whatever the fuck. So The best is AO member Heath Pierce. Heath Pierce. Because he doesn't give a shit about the oh, AO members Or, oh, I'm at training, going to bed, going to movie. No, Heath Pierce is the shit. He puts up pictures. Oh, AO member Heath Pierce, you mean? AO member Heath Pierce is fucking oh, hilarious. What did he say? DeMarcus Beasley thinks... Twat me up. He, he thinks everything's funny. He puts LOL or LMAO after every tweet. He could be like, picking up some spinach, LMAO. <laughs> and what did he say? And he said, hey, DeMarcus, why do you put LOL after every tweet, man? <laughs> it's great. He's good a real American. Heath. Good for Heath. So we got Heath at the top. Who are some other good ones? Everybody, we could talk Grant about Wall, Kyle. number one, best, not a player. But okay, Grant Wall's a good, player, but number the one. Talk about one. Players. My favorite, to be completely honest, are, okay, I'll, I have two. My first, my favorite is uh, Jimmy Conrad's because they're all inside jokes and no one gives <laughs> them, and no one laughs. He's Didn't he get kicked off of Twitter for his remarks about yeah, Mexico? Yeah, about the Mexico coach. Yeah, yeah. for tripping him. For tripping. And he was going to dive on the airplane. Yeah, yeah that was hilarious. so funny. And he got all in trouble about yeah. it. Yeah. So now, so now his new Twitter is you, J- JimmyConrad.com presents. So it's not right. actually Jimmy Conrad, but no. the other one, uh, Charlie Davies. Every every time you see Charlie Davies on your Twitter, you just you get, get the you biggest get so smile. excited. You just like, oh. oh my god, it's Charlie Davies. He's updating. He's gonna be okay. Yes. He's gonna play. <laughs> yeah, so you just get the biggest smile on your face when you get a Twitter from from Chuck D. Man, he, the what else puts a big smile on your face, Zach? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, this weekend I was in Hollywood for the game. Yeah. With the LAAO chapter. Have they a good time. Amazing. I heard the bar was sick. The bar is sick. That's what puts a smile on my face. When I can sit in a bar, I can walk up to a bar in Hollywood with the boys in LAAO, ask the bartender for, oh, just I'll just, I'll just have a beer, please. Hands me two pints. <laughs> and I just, am, I'm already pretty cocked. Does he not know math? Or? I'm already pretty cocked anyway. And I look at him, just like, uh, uh, and he goes, oh, it's two for once. So I'm like, okay. And I walk away from the bar with two pints for two bucks. Okay. Done. Wow. Deal. That's a life motto. Amazing. Road trip to LA. 
Amazing. Road trip. <laughs> so yeah, no, those guys put me up for the weekend. It was it was awesome <laughs> times in LA and that's it was it was fantastic. Can we talk about the weather here that it we've seen? It feels like Hollywood. Has, has 40, 46 and partly cloudy ever felt like so amazing to you in your entire life? Like I'm spending every minute outside that I pot- we have the windows open. Our neighbors are looking at us like we're fucking insane at the moment. Well, like I said, I, I flew back from Hollywood uh, last night, so this is but this is still nice for Nebraska. The people in Houston are like, 47, you guys get some fucking jackets. Yeah. We're like, shorts, shorts. It's time to run. White legs everywhere. I'm wearing flip-flops today and B-Hex, Marriott, Brian, whatever fucking Sam Wise, Gamgee, Whiskey Man. Those guys are just like, what the fuck? I'm in a parka and wool pants right now. For sure. But yeah, so, so we got we got coming up the send-off series. Um, we'll kill it here Philly. with uh, East Philly Hartford. and East Hartford, and we're just kicking ass. Uh, by the way, that Philly game is going to be. I talked to Corey, our president of our Philly. I believe he's president of our Philly chapter. He's he's big in uh, Sons of Ben. Blah, blah blah. This game is going to be crack your voice, awesome. Like uh, we're gonna sell more tickets for that game. Probably almost double as many as we've ever sold for a game. Talk to him. The bar we're, we're at before the game is like right across or is like a block away from the stadium. 1,500 people the bar will hold. I guarantee we fill it. The march from that bar to the stadium is going to be like honestly like the best we've ever had. We'll be at Brunken's wedding marching down the aisle. Uh, <laughs> we literally cheering. will be marching down the aisle. Literally. All right. The day we'll be learning how to march down the aisle. For the Philadelphia during the Philadelphia game. Did you get your U.S. tux for Brunken's wedding? I did. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I actually. Is it red, white, and blue? <laughs> yeah, I had my mom sew a patch on the one <laughs> instead of a flower and one leg of the pant. Brunken doesn't red, know this. And the yet. other pant leg is blue. <laughs> the no, white they're like, crotch. They're like Beans game day red pants that he always used to wear in LA. <laughs> Beans game day red pants. Oh, the stories those pants. But yeah, could so the tell. send-off series is going to be awesome. Uh, East Hartford also will be amazing. Uh, are we gonna do another uh, another little last minute road trip? Last last minute, minute, we might have to twenty four hour. We've can got we, a flight. I've got can a flight. We, can to we inform our listeners what the fuck we're talking about? Dubai. Yeah, you can inform them. All right. Uh, East Hartford is legendary for American. Before Outlaws. the last World, this Cup. is actually where American Outlaws started. Yeah, because before the last road World Cup, we talked about oh, we should go to East Hartford. East Hartford for the send-off game. It'll be awesome, blah, blah, blah. Well, I was a big... All right, I'll come out. I was a big pussy. I was like, I don't want to go there. drunk at his house. Right before the World Cup. We're leaving in a week for Germany for a month. I don't got the time for it, blah, blah, blah. We start watching the game before that on TV. I get Tony trashed. Nola gets scored in his 100th cap against <laughs> yeah. Jamaica in yep. 20 seconds. <laughs> I get trashed. We're, talk- we're talking about it. We're like... You know, if we left right now, but we can make it to Connecticut in time for the game. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let's fucking do it. This is from Lincoln, Nebraska. Everybody on your computer right now, go Google to Google. Google that shit. Google map Lincoln, Nebraska Bean. to Hartford, Connecticut. Bean, former founder Bean had just bought a new car. He had like 50 miles on it. Yeah. We piled into it. We rolled down there. He His credit card starting get started to get denied because the frequency of states right? because uh we (laughs) he had just bought a new car on his credit card and then there was gas in like 10 different states (laughs) so they thought we jacked it yeah (laughs) let me tell my side of the story i'm drinking a 40 at my buddy's house on a friday night i'm like 
well, I'll see what my brother's doing. Let me call this fool. And he's, I was like, hey, what are you doing? Uh, we're thinking about going to Connecticut for a U.S. game. You want to go? <laughs> yeah, I'll go. That was <laughs> 10 o'clock at night. 10 Good. o'clock at night, drinking a my 40. Mom, and let's tell our mom's version. She said, Chris just came home five minutes ago, walked in and said, I'm going to Connecticut. He <laughs> threw three shirts into a backpack and left. Is he <laughs> really going to Connecticut? What the fuck is he doing? What did Carol say? Zach, why are you grabbing Pop-Tarts? Why do you smell like whiskey? <laughs> Because I'm going to Connecticut, Mom. Bye. <laughs> and I one-eyed it into Bean's backseat, yep. fell asleep, woke up, we woke and up we were in on the road. Some shit. Yeah. And oh, my God. But that's the legendary story Stuff of the of drive legends. back where we didn't know what was going on with U.S. soccer, and we thought we could make a difference, and here we are today. Spout we brainstormed the, the entire time on the way back how we could start a supporters group, and that's American Outlaws. This is, this is how it happened. We got up there. Hey, Corey, I've got this bag right here. Oh, yeah? Look at all those we open up letters. letters. <laughs> we got a couple questions. What do we got? <laughs> so we're going to try and wrap this up quick. We know we had Grant Wall on the show tonight. Love uh, Again, thank you, Grant. You're, you're amazing. Um, but, yeah, we got a question from uh, Tim or Beta Male, as you might know him on Twitter. Oh, slightly creepy, but awesome. Why are you looking at, at me? I don't time. know how to twat or whatever, twit or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> because I always look at you. <laughs> Why not send your boy, Freddie's boy, Freddie Adu, to South Africa? I bet you can't cite a good reason. <laughs> that sounds like a challenge. Um, he doesn't play defense. Uh, he can't play for a team, any team, for some reason. He likes to play MLS or otherwise. He gives the ball up. He scored for Aries. He yeah, all right. He's playing for Aries. Sorry. Go ahead. He tries all the time to just get the ball out of his uh, off his feet. He tries to, you know, do step overs at midfield. I'll give Tim the best thing Freddie do has going for him that we don't have is creativity. Yeah. But the right willingness now, to run at players. Yeah, the willingness to run at players, but but right now it's it's more about cohesion and getting players healthy. I don't think we need to introduce creativity at this point. That's a point. I that's the only point like if you dare me to cite one point why he shouldn't be there, I guess I can't cuz I think he's a great player. He get has Let's, great free kicks. Let me let me let He me. has great free kicks. I, I wish he was playing. And by the way, he, on the biggest stage, he dominates. Uh the U20 he World Cup. On it. He thrives owned on it. Brazil. He owned all those teams he played against. He was his, amazing. His free kick and and his play at the uh Guatemala game in Denver um in the second round of the yeah. uh, of the Concacaf, you and I were there qualifying sir. tournament. He was amazing. Yep, he was amazing. Yeah, of, of course we were playing Carlos Ruiz and his diving puss, but yeah. he's still young. He'll go to Brazil. He'll be I think he, yeah, Brazil. I think he's fine. I don't think there's anything to worry about. But I don't All think right. he'll be in. Good answer from Taylor Jarrett. We've got two good hmm. questions here. Why is Boca Negra defender our fourth? Fourth in leading or our fourth leading goal scorer of all our players going to the World Cup, and and I heard that Justice lost a drinking contest to a girl. Oh, 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 oh snap! <laughs> I forgot. Oh, I and if only we had, if this was a video podcast, you should see his face wow. right now. That is the look of dejection. <laughs> a case race story. against a female. <laughs> we love, we love our female listeners. Just, just PS. Love her. I lost. I wow. went out. You admit it. it. I went out. It's it. Wow. Right, how about how this happened? Standing up and taking blame for so it. So this fucking bitch. You got to wear she it. Drink more than me. 
Whoa, pump the pump the brakes. <laughs> so, so this young, nice young lass challenges me to a drink contest over a nice Sunday night dinner of macaroni and cheese. She says, I bet I can drink more than you. And I said, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> and then she goes, well, how would we do it? I bet, you know, I can drink. You know, I was like, okay, well, here, we'll do a case race. So we get together. People are there. Chris is taking bets. I was the bookie, which I'm not very happy about, by the way, because <laughs> your stupid ass sucks at drinking, and I lost a lot of fucking money. I fucking rock at drinking. It's the best thing I do. <laughs> and basically, I got too excited and pushed myself too hard. I got to 17 beers in two and a half hours. It was not two and a half hours. It was more like an hour and 30 Two and a half hours, I was at 17 <laughs> beers, and I fucking kept pushing myself, and I... I took a big, huge gulp. My body said, no more beer, man. Your body's had enough. Spray and vomits all over spray his Spray vomits all the war, and I get pissed. Back to the real question. I fucking lost to a girl. I'm retiring. I'm done. Perfect. That's fantastic. Good for you. Our We're last question, her. and we kind of touched on this earlier, is, is a Facebook question from Andrew. And this is assuming that Stu Holden gets healthy, which, who knows? He's six God. weeks off of a test, even. So assuming he gets healthy, are we better... Off letting him play on the right and move Dempsey up top with Josie? Or do we leave him in the middle? middle. Sorry, I was super distracted. My dog is doing crazy things at the moment. Yeah, it's a goddamn Your fat pug. <laughs> retarded. Your dog anyway. sucks. But yeah, in, 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 uh, you know, in response to Andrew's question, I think that if student Stu Holden's healthy, he's a sub at best still. I don't think he starts. I think he does. Where? I, I, I Where do you think he starts? Over Dempsey. <laughs> and... Jesus, titty fucking Christ! No, put Stu on the right. Put Dempsey up top. Is what I meant. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, Jesus. Unless, yeah, yeah. Well, you left that part out. All right. Well, I, I don't know if if Davies comes back or if we have an actual decent forward. I don't know. That that's the problem. Yeah, that's but there's since, a lot of question marks. Since the in odds that are not mark. good that Davies will be back, I say put put uh, Dempsey up top and puts frat boy Stu on the right. Can we all shotgun a beer in in perfect? There you have in, it. Uh, in remembrance of frat boy Stu. I know Zach did here's one, one yesterday. Yeah, I, did, I did one immediately. Cheers. All right, here's the frat boy Stew. I like that suggestion. And that way, when Dempsey gets tired, you sub Dempsey off. You can bring. Well, yeah, when he falls, you can bring Finley on there. You don't bring Finley on. Speed Finley's right by going. him. No, he's so slow. He's Finley so slow. Is slow. Bring up Ching and then move Stewie up into a more of an attacking midfield position there you have it you, you just heard it from like the best u.s men's national team commentators of all time yeah the american outlaws Woo! your voice thanks guys for listening to us uh you know send us your comments and questions as always send us um, your pics of the tattoos yes send us the pics of the tattoos look at the email we'll have all the uh the specifics up there for the contest and we love you guys and we'll talk to you real soon with more special guests like grant wall thanks grant again you're amazing SI.com. Deuces. See you on the flips. See ya.